This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Make sure you head over there, check everything out. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans and myself at Lyle Swithenbank. If you've got time, go and give us a rate and review on your podcast device. Helps us grow. We love seeing all of the uh, the continued um, growth of the show and the expanse from where. Uh, uh, listeners are, are, are listening in from. So hello all over the world. Uh, obviously, I'm in Perth, Western Australia, if you're joining us for the first time. And uh, the Suns visited the Pelicans once again, uh, Sunday night, New Orleans time, 4.30am for me. So we're going to talk about that overtime victory by our guys. Uh, make it seven on the trot, which... Is just exceptional. First in the West. Uh, and what a great game. Uh, if you haven't watched it, well, the score is coming up, so cover your ears. Uh, it is the final score, 129 to 124. Um, big game from Zion Williamson once again. Another 35 points, uh, which was fantastic. 29 from CJ McCollum, who found his jump shot in this one. Uh, managed to get his legs a little bit better underneath him, and uh, he looked like the CJ of old, which we we knew it was coming. We knew an outburst like this was coming, but uh, it was great to see him uh, really look comfortable again after a few weeks where he's been a bit up and down, as we know I've, I've been critical of him. But, uh, yeah, credit where credit is due. He has been very, very good. Um, so... How did it go down? Well, before the game, we were dealing with this hype. You know, you listen to the last episode. Uh, I was a bit fiery and, uh, you know, you, you get frustrated when you have this narrative uh, that some teams come in with, that they're, they're better than other teams, that they think that they they deserve some sort of respect. Um, you know, the Pelicans are a team that is top of the West. They've beaten some good sides. They've beaten the Suns twice, who are second or I think a third now in the West. Um, you know, th- these are these are great teams. They won 60 games last year. But they haven't won anything in terms of championship. There's there's no MVPs on that, uh, on that team. You know, they fell out in the second round against Dallas Mavericks. So uh, we pushed them to six games ourselves. 
without Zion Williamson. So when you come in thinking that you you run the show, sometimes a nice dose of humble pie is uh, is what you get. And uh, so we dish that to them. And then obviously Zion did the 360 dunk and we're getting this respect factor. And I put that in quotation marks as I like to do on some of the phrases that I... Uh, that's the equivalent of me dripping sarcasm all over it. So this ref, this disrespect, this 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 code, this code of conduct that uh, is not written anywhere, but apparently all basketball teams have to abide by it. We've had the same issue at the moment in uh, in the NBL with guys trying to um, really, I suppose, uh, assert their authority after the final siren, which. You're like, okay, hero, good on you. Why didn't you do that in in the game? You know, you wouldn't be in this situation if um, if you had actually played all the way through. And I, this is a quote from Simon Mitchell, who's the coach of the um, aptly named Phoenix uh, in, uh, in South Melbourne in the Australian NBL. So he, his quote is, there's this issue right now where there are some players that want to make a beef at the end of the game. It's over, and now they want to fight. You've had 40 minutes, because in the NBL we have 40-minute, 10-minute uh, quarters, uh, to make your point. So make your point. We're playing to the end. And I think that's a fantastic quote, because you're getting guys that are uh, carrying on like they're tough and strong and you know entitled to some sort of level of respect. Um, but where was that drive and that fire and that hunger during the game? You got beaten. You know, and when you want to start this sort of carry-on and malarkey after a game because someone is, is, is dunking the ball, and as it turns out, we saw in Bally Sports that, no, it wasn't the dunk that set everything off. It was the fact that Chris Paul threw a dirty elbow after the game uh, into Jose's jaw. So when you see that sort of stuff, and there's never any reprimands or anything to, to Chris Paul, of course not, um, that would just be outrageous, but when you see that sort of conduct and repeat conduct from players and Zion gets scapegoated for dunking the ball and it's not like he went up and just ran the stat, uh, just a stat pad and got himself two points. No, he gave him a 360 dunk, windmill dunk, as the timer expired, which made the crowd erupt. You're doing that for your fans. So what I don't buy into is this narrative of decorum and grace and all this sort of carry on that these players have to adhere to. CJ McCollum said it perfectly after the first game. If you're not going to defend, well, we're going to score on you. So, with that being said, there was a bit of fire coming into this second game. And we knew there was going to be a bit of a narrative. Monty Williams had, had whinged in his post-game presser that uh, the the change in uh, the three, a free throw discrepancy because they play in the paint as well. Um, and again, I roll my eyes uh, to that because they shot 50% of their shots. Over 50% of their shots came from three in the first game. Um, and we smashed them in paint points and paint attempts. But anyway, I digress. Um, so we knew that in this one, the refs were going to be onto it. They were going to be making sure that uh, the Suns got plenty of free throws. They got plenty of touch fouls. And uh, that they were just going to let us have to earn every point um, that we were, that we were going to have to get. So... In the first quarter, um, we started slow. So Devin Booker uh, decided to have a night off. He had a sore hamstring or something like that. Um, that's 
what they've said and he wasn't playing. Uh, so Dario Saric started in his place. And so they went big. And honestly, Chris Paul got going early, started getting the ball to DeAndre Aiden, who had a fantastic game, and I can't fault him for uh, how he played. I thought he was fantastic. So when you, you get the big guy going early, uh, it, it becomes a completely different ball game because instead of playing outside, you're feeding the paint. And obviously, momentum changes because that's not what we used to play. It was a great adjustment from the Suns. They, uh, they really put it to us. And uh, it took us a little bit to adjust. Honestly, it did. And um, so you go into the end of the first quarter, um, down by seven. They scored 36 points to 29. And that's when the adjustments happened. We started playing really hard defense. Mikhail Bridges was fantastic in this one as well. He was getting everything. He took those shots that were afforded to him by uh, Booker not being there. And he capitalized. He was hitting threes. He was getting into the paint. He was uh, playing both ends of the floor, and that's what those guys, the next man up mentality uh, is about, and and we saw that from Mikael, and it was, again, an impressive game from him. Into Dyson Daniels, who started in place of Herb Jones once again, uh, he was moved off Chris Paul to Mikael Bridges, and after half time, uh, Mikael disappeared. We didn't see much of him at all, uh, and I credit that to Dyson for uh, for defending the living daylights out of it, making it difficult for a guy that was playing really, really good. Uh, and those adjustments is what uh, what leads you to victory. You know, those those small, minute adjustments throughout the game, the in-game adjustments. And so in the second quarter, 28 to 22, uh, Zion got going, CJ started finding his feet, Najee Marshall once again was fantastic, uh, Larry Nance again had a great game. Uh, and we exploited it. We got DeAndre Ayton into foul trouble. Chris Paul got himself into foul trouble. Unfortunately, Jose did as well. But we managed to adapt. Najee Marshall off the bench, as I said, was was great. Got downhill, got into the paint, um, drew that contact, forced the referees to blow the foul. And when you're doing that, you put pressure on the defense. Uh, and so repeatedly, we got in there uh, and, and really, um, you know, hammered at home that... Uh, that we weren't going to go quietly into the night, that we weren't going to give this game away, that this meant something to us. Um, Monty Williams said after his last game that the third quarter is what um, was unacceptable in the last game. That's where we blew the game open and gave him 40 points in the third quarter. In this third quarter, uh, we gave him 41. So, whoops, uh, that worked. Uh, so they scored, did manage to score 35 points, but we scored 41 uh, with CJ, uh, sorry, Zion just getting absolutely everything they wanted. And we punished him. We did. And, and it was the other guys that stepped up as well. You know, you had guys like uh, Najee Marshall, Larry Nance played well, as I said. Um, JV, while he had a, a quieter game by his standards, had 8 and 10. Got going in that second half. Trey Murphy, 9 points. Again, quieter night for him, but... A lot of those, that happened in, in the second half. He, he got going. Um, Dyson ended up with 11 points. So, And we'll get to that when we talk about the box score. Uh, it's about how you come out of the half. You know, you started the game slow. Second half, it, it was game on. Fourth quarter, 24 to 19. Um, I suppose it, it was an arm wrestle, this game. The, the, the last quarter was an arm wrestle. They came charging back. And, uh, and managed to dump 24 to our 19 and then cut that lead 
to nothing. Uh, a couple of missed free throws down the stretch. One from Najee Marshall after um, they had a, a an interesting timeout, like the blood timeout for, um, for Tory Craig. And when that happens, they didn't have any timeouts remaining at the time. They managed to ice Najee and he missed one of them. Um, Zion missed uh, one as well. And all of a sudden, it's all square because Chris Ball hits a shot and we're going to overtime. Now, the, the, we had about two and a half seconds to get a shot off at the end um, of regulation. Zion uh, got fouled to the living daylights, but no one was going to give that to him and he had to take a mid-range, uh, mid-range jumper. And it looked like it was all right, but uh, rimmed out and we're off to overtime. What I liked in overtime is that we adapted. We said, well, what's working? DeAndre Ayton had fouled out and... Uh, Chris Paul was on five fouls and so we gave the ball to Zion and just made him punch the ball down into the paint time and again. Uh, guys got going and Willie Green kept his challenge up his corner and, and little did we know that was going to be very important in overtime because what we saw was Chris Paul uh, go to tie the game with a well, well, three-point attempt. He, he got fouled and I, again, I say that in quotation marks as Zion closed out on him. And upon further review, it was pretty obvious at the time, but the refs um, didn't have their glasses on. It appeared that Chris Paul kicked his leg out. And upon the challenge by Willie Green, the successful challenge, it was overturned. Chris Paul got his uh, sixth foul. He was out of the game. And uh, we ran away with it from there. And we leave as a five-point victor, which is what you want. Uh, You beat the good teams. You protect your home court. And again, you make the narrative continue to uh, to change, and we're still seeing disrespect to this team. I think it's starting to change in the uh, in the national media, but we've still got other fan bases thinking, "Oh, what are these Pelicans?" Um, and honestly, I think let them sleep. You want to catch teams off guard if they're not going to back you in, they're not going to believe that you're solid. Well, surprise them, prove it to them. You know, like I said in the last podcast, everything about this team has been earned. Nothing's been given to them. So, I I subscribe to the fact that we're a good side. But we don't want to lose that underdog mentality, despite how many, um, I suppose, accolades we get given or, or how many uh, positive ESPN uh, segments we get. We need to realise that this team hasn't proven anything yet. And it's in June that you actually get the accolades that you're, you're working towards. So, And I think the team is very, very good at staying grounded and understanding that. And I credit that to the staff and I credit that to the uh, the leaders. CJ McCollum uh, spoke very well in his post-game. Go and watch it. Um, he has his kid in there as well, which was very cute. Um, so, yeah, all in all, good win. Um, the narrative continues to evolve. Um so, we'll go to a break now. After the break, we'll come back. We'll do the stats. We'll do the box score. A little bit of chatter before we go and, and preview the uh, Jazz game. And we'll be back after this. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Okay, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Before the break, we were discussing the wonderful victory against the Phoenix Suns in overtime, 129-124 to uh, at the Smoothie King Center. A great victory, no doubt. Uh, big game from Zion Williamson. So, what changed in this one compared to the first one? Well, in this game, we got killed on the offensive boards, and that was definitely a, a change in mentality. They weren't just doing one and done. They were crashing the boards, using their height, and guys like Jock Landau and uh, and DeAndre Aiden were really active on uh, chasing down those long three-point attempts and, and, and missed shots. Um they actually had 105 field goal attempts, making 49 of them to our uh, 86, which is massive. It's 19 more. Um, and we made 50 shots, so 58%, which is great for our field goal percentage. But again, that's so many possessions that uh, they had opportunities to beat you. And when that happens, you're almost beating yourself. And, and early on in the game, we were turning the ball over like a mad thing. So it was good that we tidied that up in the second half. Uh what we did better in this one is that they had 38 three-point attempts and only made 13 of them. While we only made eight, we only took 25. So it was 34% to 32 in favor of Phoenix. Now, they hit 22 threes last game. So they had reduced the amount significantly. We, we chased them off the line. But what we also did uh, was counterpunch. You know, we closed out on those attempts, made them more difficult. And the ones that they did hit were usually a defensive breakdown rather than them hitting big contested threes or, or um, you know, getting too many open threes, which I think we, we did better at closing out on this one. Uh, the rebound battle was 43 to 42 in favor of us. Offensive rebounds, they had 19 to 7. So let that sink in. Like we got, might have been close in the rebound battle, but we were just catching their missed shots. But uh, 19 offensive rebounds which is crazy to think. Um, a stat that also makes me raise my eyebrows is the points off turnovers, 27 to 25 in favor of us. But that means that both teams were turning the ball over, playing out in front, playing in transition. And that's how it felt. It felt scrappy. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen uh, at times. But down the stretch, we've got to tidy that up. You can't give away so many points because it's going to be other times where the team just completely decimates you. So that'll be the only, I suppose, constructive criticism. Nothing nasty. Fast break points, we did awesome. We had 19 to their 11. Uh, assists up to 31. They had 34. But you have 31 on 49 made field goals. That means the ball's moving. That means that we're playing good to great. We're playing paint to great. 0.5 offense. And that's what we need to be doing. So, very impressive. Um... Now, over to the box score, big games for them from 8 and 28 and 12, 5 assists. Bridges had 27 uh, and change on all their uh, different stats. He, You know, he does stuff. Cameron Payne had 17 points, which was the quietest 17 I've ever seen. He did hit 8 straight at one point, but I thought that gave him 8 points rather than 17. Um, so he was solid. Chris Paul averaged with 6 points, had 11 boards, controlled the pace of the game, but... I think people are cottoning on to his antics now. Uh, Dyson Daniels at one point actually uh, dodged his swing through and got the turnover and a foul on Chris Paul, which I thought was fantastic for the rookie because very often Chris Paul will swing through and the ref will say, oh, no worries, Chris Paul, you get the foul and you can go to the side and reset. 
But uh, this one, Dyson was very clever at keeping his hand out the cookie jar, upsetting the apple cart and taking the ball and making Chris Paul foul him. So uh, I, I really thought that was good. Uh, for us, all right, the starters, obviously guys played a little bit uh, more minutes for the most part uh, with the overtime. Trey Murphy, 33 minutes, just short of 34. Nine points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals and a block. He, uh, he was solid. Defensively, he looked better in this one, but only one of four from three. But he only took four three-point attempts. The guys shooting 50% were not getting him going. So that is something that we really need to adjust to. Now, I get other guys were on, but Trey Murphy, when he shoots the ball from three, our offense absolutely zings because it makes the other defense collapse because they have to close out. It expands the defense and it opens up room for Zion and CJ to get in there as well. Uh, Zion Williamson, 42 minutes. He had 35, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Uh, hit two three-pointers in this one, which was huge. Took three attempts. And again, if Zion starts doing stuff like that, he also took two mid-range, hit one of them. Um, it expands the floor because guys have to then honor his three-point shot. And all of a sudden, he gives you a pump fake, and then he's dunking on your center behind you. So, you know, that, um, to me, is is a great asset, and he should continue to keep working on that. Uh, apparently, he's been working very hard with Teresa Witherspoon um, on that shot. So continue to shoot at Zion. We don't mind that at all. Uh, it just makes you harder to guard. Uh, JV, 8 and 10, as I said. He, he was 2 or 4 on uh, his attempts. He got hacked to the living daylights every time he touched the ball. But... You know, we only had fouls going one way in this one. So, um, that reminds me. What were the free throws? The free throw comparison in this one was 17 to 28. So, they didn't fix it. We still had 28 um, because we kept attacking the paint. So, anyway, let them cry. Uh, CJ McCollum, 44 minutes, had 29 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Much better game for him. He looked like the CJ of old. He was darting and weaving and... Um, what I liked is that he moved the ball. Seven assists, 13 to 24. Didn't force anything. You know, besides his first shot, he always seems to get off a, a three like immediately in transition, which anyway, if it gets you going, good on you. But, um, you know, he hasn't hit one yet. But otherwise, he played a really good game. Uh, he was definitely the, the secondary scorer, which we needed at times when Zion was having a rest or just as another option when they threw bodies at Zion. So, very good. Dyson Daniels, 35 minutes, uh, 11 points, 1 rebound, 8 assists, 1 steal, 4 of 7, 1 of 2 from 3. Uh, he looked great. Um, really aggressive on both ends of the floor. Uh, defended like a madman as, as per usual, but also got himself going on the other end. Um, one thing I did like is that, well, one thing that, to keep an eye on, I guess, is that he, he got injured. And so I don't actually like that, but... He got injured towards the end of the game, but came up a bit uh, bit stiff on his foot and went off and then came back on and closed the game out. So I don't know what they did, whether they gave him a jab or whatever, and if it's a watch this space sort of thing. But the fact that he moved and, and continued to make um, great uh, defensive plays after that and came back into the game, that's a testament to a guy that uh, is a got a bright future and is the number one ranked defensive rookie, or defensive best defensive rookie in this class by a mile. So uh, let's continue to see his growth. And he's earned himself rotational minutes when all the other guys re return. So we're going to see what happens there. Uh, off the bench, Najee Marshall, 16 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 of 8 
Again, fantastic. I can't say much more. Willie Green called him the knife because he'll cut you because he is the toughness. He's the enforcer. He's the heart and soul of this team. You know, when they they uh, when they interviewed him after, five asked a fantastic question, Jarrett Reed, who was on here again, two for two, for two with the great questions. He said, I love, and Najee Marshall said, I love Nola. Uh, you know, if you, if you love Nola, they'll love you back. And he feels that. And uh, he's an embodiment of this city because everything he's done, he's had to go and work for. And to see the leap that he's taken this year as that man off the bench, he, he's, a, he's a spark plug. He keeps you going and he gives you that shot in the arm to make sure that you can keep fighting through when, uh, you know, the, the going gets tough, when you get a bit stuck in the mud. He comes in and gives you some energy, energy and toughness and gets to the basket, passes the ball, and he's been great. I cannot fault what Najee's done this season. Uh, Larry Nance, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 6 of 7. Was fantastic again. Um, 33 minutes and and really came in and, and provided that offense off the bench as well as the Swiss Army knife roll, which again, um, Willie Green talked about. He, he was great. And Larry Nance provides that leadership. He provides that defensive now. He talks to the guys. Um, and... I think he's fun to be around. They all seem to really enjoy his company. And as a vet that's, you know, he's 29, so he's sort of in between that age of the young guys and the older guys, he uh, he provides that sort of connector. And I think in a locker room, you need that. You need the old head that's been there, but also a guy that can relate to you. And I think Larry Nance brings all of that, the intangibles uh, and the on-court and off-court stuff. So uh, DG, Devontae Graham, nine minutes, had four points. Um, he was solid. Uh, Jose... Had a, I suppose, subjective, well, I guess, bad game for him. Uh, defended Chris Paul as well as he could, as long as he could. Had 10 minutes, 2 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists. Willie Hernan Gomez come on for a minute and 11 uh, and didn't register a stat. So, all in all, great victory. I'm really proud of the guys. And, and I think uh, when you win games like this, it makes people sit up and go, hang on, are these Pelicans actually pretty good? And what you turn around and say, yeah, we have been all season. We dropped a couple of early ones from, you know, silly mistakes or or lapses and the like or credit to the other team, lucky shots and things like that. But now we're for real. We've tightened the screws on that. You know, we've we've learned. And those what that's what Willie Green called those early losses. They're learning experiences. Because then when you come down the uh, stretch of, you know, December, January, February, March, where you're, you're really trying to build those those victories and get yourself in good playoff seating, well, that's what we need to see. You need to win these games and you need to upset some of the the bigger do- the big dogs as well because in the back of their mind, when you get to playoffs, if you face them, they're thinking about the time you beat them back in December. You know, we don't see the Suns again. We see them on Friday and then we don't see them again for the whole year. So, you know, if we meet them in the playoffs, that little uh, brewing rivalry, not that anyone's calling it that, uh, maybe a little bit of undertones, but nothing official. You know, that's going to simmer, especially if we beat them again. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but honestly, great game, great win. Um, and we're on to Utah in a couple of days, which um, will be good. We actually go up there and play them twice as well. So we play Tuesday night. Um, it's a late one for all the people in New Orleans. Uh, and then we're again on Thursday night. And then we come back and we play the Suns. Uh, on, on Saturday. So honestly, it's 
it's a weird little run, but you get to get a good look at people and good look at those teams, those Western Conference rivals uh, and, and competitors. So, you know, we've got to make the most of it. I think we can beat Utah twice. I think we can beat the Suns again, which is great for our record. I mean, currently we are now 18-8, and eight, a game ahead of Memphis, um, who's on 17-9, and nine, and two ahead of Denver. So, interesting, interesting uh, Western Conference early. You know, it's us, Memphis, Denver, Phoenix, Sacramento, Portland, and then you got Clippers and Golden State to round out the top eight, which, you know, that's crazy to think that these teams, uh, a couple of these teams have really rebounded and, and weren't up there last year, but... Um, it's great for the league to see the the parity starting to happen. That any team can be any team on any night. But anyway, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, all in all, great win. We'll chat about Utah. Uh, we've got guests coming up this week, so look forward to that before I go on holidays. And then we'll, I don't know if the episodes will be more sporadic, but we'll keep you updated uh, on Twitter and things like that as to when I can get to the computer to record because I will be away. I'll be in the US, so keep an eye out on Twitter for where I am and what I'm doing. Uh, So anyway, this has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank as well. Stay safe. We'll talk to you after the Utah game. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.